I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today on a fry pod where we've got too many guys, too busy, doing jobs. What are they doing? So you just got me and Tayshawn. Tayshawn, what's up? (laughs) Hey, what's up? I don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. Hey, uh, I made a pencil with two erasers. It was pointless. <laughs> wow. I'm on a seafood diet. I see food and I eat it, Andrew. Okay, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> My baby won't sleep. Uh, yep. <laughs> Welcome to the party, man. That's the real party. I've got my two-year-old now that's doing this thing where he just wakes up at four and he's just like, what's up? I'm like, nope. This is- <laughs> just, hey, Dad, what's up, man? You ready? <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. You ready for the day? Terrible. Much like the Thunder were yesterday, they lost to the Houston Rockets, 98-111. to Just a completely miserable time yesterday. Mm-hmm. A game that was absolutely winnable let's take a look at these numbers if you if so if you Uh-oh. are on twitter you can see this now uh let's take a look at some some key numbers here a key number to me right here eric gordon you can see it 33 minutes 15 points right zero of 10 from three do we see this yep i see okay. it a guy j j dot harden point guard 36 minutes, 21 points, 2 of 11 from 3, guys, 5 of 16 from the field. How many more times is that going to happen? Uh, <laughs> probably zero. Here's the thing, too. You know, we were talking about, I was listening to you and Alex talk about um, how many threes they shot and the, the clip that they shot at, and they were, you know, they're not going to shoot like that again. And sure enough, they did not shoot like that again, and they still won. Uh, they took 56 threes, uh, only made 19. 56! <laughs> so they took 56 of their 91 shots. Yeah. Uh, and they only shot 41.8% from the field. Yep. I mean, we beat them in, let's see. Oh, every, okay, we beat them in every percentage category. Yeah. So every shooting category, we beat them, and we still didn't beat them. But the problem is they're taking more shots than OKC. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And they had more offensive rebounds than the Thunder. I mean, that shouldn't happen. That should not happen. I mean, that's a, that's a problem. I know OKC is missing a lot of shots, but they miss a ton of shots, too. That should not happen. They also only turned the ball over seven times. They had mm-hmm. zero at halftime, which very much helped the Rockets stay in this game. I actually couldn't believe that. And and considering how much the Rockets moved the ball, yeah. I really could not believe that their first turnover didn't. Let's see, first turnover turnover didn't happen until the second half, till third quarter. Yeah, till the like <laughs> few minutes into the third quarter. I mean, that's that's insane. And to think about rebounding, you know, we went into this series thinking, okay, 
we've really got to beat them on rebounds. We have the bigger guys. We should be able to do it. We only out-rebounded them by eight. And like you said, they out-offensive rebounded us. That's just, it should not happen. No. And the the eight's pretty much nothing. It's pretty much nothing. And it it just goes to show that you think, oh, look at this small ball from the Rockets. Oh, we're just going to out-muscle them. We're just going to throw those big guys out there and we're going to just going to we're going to destroy them because we've got bigger guys. It's just such a fallacy because you look at the way that these guys play, especially guys like PJ Tucker, Robert Covington, Jeff Green, who are they're smaller than Steven Adams, but they've got really good length and they throw three guys in there to battle him for the boards every single time. Every time a shot goes up, there are three red jerseys around Steven Adams. I cannot tell you how many times yesterday I watched the Thunder and guys are just standing and watching. Yeah, so this is what I don't understand is if you're not going to send help with Steven Adams to get the rebound, then you wouldn't that mean like, okay, we won't send help so we have guys that Steve can outlet to. But you're not even running a fast-paced offense to where that makes sense. So why you're either going to run or help on rebounding, and they're not doing either. So they still get a rebound and still set up a half-court 24-second <laughs> offense. <laughs> I know. You know? What, what is that doing? I don't know. It's, it's a problem. And it's after game one, it was like, oh, yeah, no problem. We're just feeling this out. We're just, we're, you just stick with us, guys, feeling this game out. We're going to see what we can do. And then yesterday, it felt like there was more of that. Hmm, Hami, three minutes there. Let's see what happens. Why? Yeah, why? why? We know what's going to happen. We could have told you before the series started what was going to happen if you threw Hami out there. Uh, the Nerlens Noel minutes, I hated them. Hated every mm-hmm. minute that he was out there. I know he's a plus 13. Doesn't make any sense. Don't really care. Uh, Chris Paul, minus 36. Stephen Adams, minus 26. Those are just... Uh, completely unacceptable numbers i mean those numbers are inflated probably some just i mean just because it just sounds ridiculous that in this 13 point game that they're minus 36 but still to be we just can't have chris paul be a negative player to that degree and here's the thing too james harden was minus one on the game so all, all those minus numbers from Chris Paul and Steven Adams are coming when a lot of them, James Harden wasn't even on the, the freaking court. Mm-hmm. So this is against the bench. Right. This is against, you know, Eric Gordon, who was pretty, who was pretty good. But that's another guy that's infuriating because you, he goes to the rim and it's like, how is no one on our team stronger than Eric? How is he stronger than literally everyone on our team? He was very good yesterday. And and O of ten from three, but also very good. <laughs> yeah, he played well. This te- the Rockets are playing with a cohesion and a togetherness, yeah. and also a they're playing like they know exactly what they're going to do. And here's the thing: what they're doing is not that hard. It's not hard to understand. I don't think it's even that hard to plan for, because what they're going to do is they're going to shoot threes. They're going to get to the rim. And they're going to switch on defense. They're playing this hybrid zone switch, which the Thunder are just having a really hard time figuring it out. And we'll get to some TQs here in a little bit. There's some definitely some shade thrown at Billy Donovan during this whole deal. But, man, 
is it's a problem that the Thunder can't seem to stick to shooters. They have a guy in Lou Dort who played really well yesterday that can stick James Harden one-on-one where you don't need to throw help at him. He played 26 minutes. And so there's only, I mean, they really need to match the, the Harden-Dort minutes moving forward if Dort can do it. And then they need to stick to shooters, which also means you probably need to not play Steven Adams 31 minutes. You probably need well, to play him maybe 25 minutes and play more Baisley, um, who's actually been all right, uh, and just play more Gallinari even. I know Gallinari played 34 minutes. You might have to play him 38 minutes. I mean, that just might be a reality. And you're going to have to play him at center. Play the guy at center. You're going to have to. Yeah. I And on the defense, it – Another thing that's kind of maddening is it feels like it's this half-assed defense that isn't sticking to shooters, but it's also not helping on drives. I know. I mean, how many highlights have you seen of Eric Gordon or one of their players driving to the rim and Steven puts a hand in or one of our players puts a hand in trying to not leave a shooter? Yeah. But then the next play, somehow they have two open shooters. So I don't know what the defensive scheme is. It doesn't seem like the Thunder have much to really stick to. It just doesn't seem like anybody knows what to prioritize. <laughs> you know what I mean? It does it, exactly. And on and on both ends, it doesn't feel like they have a plan. It feels like they're trying to figure out their plan currently. Yeah, which is not where you want to be. Where Houston is in the driver's seat, they know exactly what they want to do on both ends. They're executing on both ends very well. And I've tweeted this many times. If you can't win the minutes where Harden's on the bench, you're just toast. You're done. And they, for two games, they haven't been able to win those minutes. And it's not like they have incompetent players out there. But they have played like incompetent players, but they're not incompetent players. And so uh, the Thunder are down 0-2. It doesn't feel good. If the Thunder have, I mean, they just, it's not a, obviously it's not a, you don't have to win it. For the series to continue, but it is, it, you would, if the Thunder have any chance of winning this series, they've got to win on Saturday. I mean, they just so have to. Look at, um, I'm looking at our screen right here, and I noticed the side that the Rockets players listed are is a lot shorter than the OKC one. Yeah. Yet again, Billy's playing, you know, and, and Hami was, it was a very short stint, but still, why are you playing, how many players is that? 10? It's too many. Why are you playing nine players legit minutes? It's it's too many. He's I mean, you just you can't do you can't do the Hami minutes. You just can't do it. You just shouldn't no. do it. That's just not you you shouldn't just try it because to me he's just not a guy that's a playoff player. He's just mm-hmm. not. And that's okay. Like there's regular season guys and there's guys that are ready for the playoffs. Maybe Hami one day Chris, can be a playoff Chris guy. Chris Paul, regular season guy. More, more of a regular season guy. I don't know. Paul, I don't know if he should be playing in these playoffs. <laughs> Schroeder yesterday was also brutal. Dude. Just he, the Thunder, it felt like in the third quarter, like, oh, great. Like, they put it together. They're going to win this game. They put together a run. They had this great energy. And then Schroeder just had like four or five possessions where you're just like, oh, he just, he just threw the game right then. Like, yeah. all the momentum that was gained after what was a really horrible start to the third quarter where it felt like, oh, gosh, this is game one energy. What is wrong with them? Is your student loan payment too high? Is water wet? Well, refinancing with Ernest can help you lower your monthly payment. 
If you've been making the same monthly payment on your student loans for the last couple years, odds are you could reduce your payment and save by refinancing with earnest. Even if you've refinanced before, with today's low rate environment, most people could save by refinancing again. Checking your new rate is fast and easy. To start, complete a few questions online, it takes only two minutes, and then you'll get a personalized rate estimate without affecting your credit score. Want to change your monthly payment, combine many loans into one easy payment, or get a better rate? Earnest makes it easy. Plus, there's no origination fee or any other fees. Plus, the internet loves Earnest customer service. They've rated it at 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. And now you can get $100 cash bonus when you refinance a loan with earnest.com slash down to dunk. Once again, you get $100 cash bonus if you refinance your loan at earnest.com slash down to dunk. Not available in all states. Visit earnest.com slash down to dunk for more details. Terms and conditions apply. Earnest student loan refinancing loans are made by Earnest Operations LLC NMLS 1204917. California Financing Law License Number 6054788. 303 Second Street Suite 401 in San Francisco, California 94107. Visit earnest.com slash licenses for a full list of licensed states. G1E, dude. G1 <laughs> energy. And you know G1 what? Energy. It takes a lot to piss McKelly off and McKelly was really mad in our text group he at was, Schroeder. Yeah. He was mad, man. But Dennis was was maddening, so I understand. But that's just going back to like, what did we not have any sort of game plan going into these games? <laughs> you know, or was it just like, hey, Chris, hey, Chris, you go do your thing out there, man. You coach these boys. I got you. Billy D and Chris, we'll figure it out as the game goes. You know, we'll see who's working for you. Yeah. It just feels like that's how Chris is treating it still, you know? And he doesn't know what to... It's like he didn't think about it much before. I'm sure he did think about it a lot. I'm sure he thought <laughs> about it a lot before we went like, into these games. But the way he's playing is it's like, dude, you you can't pick anyone out. Like, you're not yeah. taking advantage of anyone. How did Chris get a lot of his points in the regular season? He ran picks, got switches... ISO'd on on someone, you know, or ran pick and roll with Steve or ran pick and roll, pick and pop with Gallo, Mm -hmm. took advantage of those players. And it feels like they're trying to do that, but they can't take advantage of of anyone because the five people for the Rockets on the floor are five of the exact same person. They're all just clones. Yeah, they can all and they can all shoot it to a degree. And the Thunder have guys that they just... the Rockets just don't respect. I mean, up and down the roster. I mean, Steven, do whatever you want, Steven. We'll guard you one-on-one. Whatever you want to do, man. Dort, shoot it as many times as you'd like, Lou Dort. We don't care. Well, take it, man. Darius Baisley, go right ahead. Abdul yeah. Nader, we don't even know who you are. Hamadou Diallo, <laughs> who cares? Yeah. That's too many guys. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's not a lot you can do to fix that now. But moving forward as this team, when they do head into a rebuild, I'm not saying like this series is over, everything is over. It's not It's not technically over yet. But when the rebuild does happen, I mean, it's clear as day where the NBA is headed. And it is in a direction where shooting is very, very, very important. And I hope that the Thunder 
will adjust to that a little bit and find guys that can shoot it in the draft, through free agency, or you can find guys off the scrap heap that can shoot it. I mean, how many guys? Let's. I mean, take a look at Houston's roster. I mean, how many of these guys were scrap heap players? I mean, Daniel House certainly. Yeah. He's a G League player. Eric Gordon was thought to be like damaged goods, right? Mm-hmm. And he's on a, a nice deal now, but originally when they first got him, it was like, oh man, this guy can't even stay on the court. PJ Tucker was a guy that people thought was a shooting guard, and they couldn't figure couldn't figure out where he fit. I mean, he's obviously one of those guys. Robert Covington, G League guy, bounced around. Jeff Green was cut this season. <laughs> Austin Rivers is freaking Austin Rivers. Okay. Ben McLemore was thought to be out of the league. Yeah. I mean, the Rocket, Ben McLemore on the Rockets saved his career. This is the best Ben McLemore has ever been. So, what I'm saying is like these guys aren't impossible to find. They're not impossible to find. This over here, this roster, this Thunder roster, makes it feel impossible. It yeah. makes it feel impossible, but it's not. You have to find the it right feels, guys that fit what you want to do. It feels so overthought. It does. You know, it feels yeah. like a little too complicated. Yeah. And we also and have the to Rockets recognize that, like, have, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, the Rockets, the re, they have such a simple formula. I mean, it comes from a lot of complex whatever math, blah, 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 cool but it's all very simple and it's all straightforward. And it's like, we need dudes that are between <laughs> six, four and six, eight. Yep. They're not afraid to shoot the ball yep. and they will hustle on defense. And that's literally it. Yeah. And it feels like everything the thunder does is trying to find like this unique, like, Oh, look at this special unicorn guy. That could be something. Look at this guy. That could be something. Yeah. It's like all potential stuff. And I love it. I love our potential guys. SGA Dort. Basley, I really like it. Yeah. But we are every year we're taking chances on dudes that could be something instead of just taking NBA players. Yeah. And that's why I don't really like all the draft talk sometimes, you know, like in the group text. I don't I don't do it. And it's because I'm kind of annoyed by that. I that, by that mentality of like, ooh, let's, you know, let's find a guy that could be the next weird player that's, you know slow-mo or Serge Ibaka or something like that when it, it, we don't focus that much on just getting players that we know can play yeah well it's the thing where the I mean the Thunder are in a spot now where you have to think about the draft and have to think about right and not like can we find our PJ Tucker or Robert Covington or Jeff Green it's can we find like the next guy like that's and I, that's where they're that's where they're headed and you can't I mean the Thunder We'll never, ever get a next guy mm-hmm. except through trade or through the draft. And that's it. And I agree that's what needs to happen now. But it's just, it's frustrating. I guess I'm speaking to the last, like, four years. Yeah. You know, even the stuff like building around Russ is it's, like, seems pretty obvious the kind of guys we need around Russ. Yeah. Why aren't we doing that? Yeah. I, I, you know? I mean... You can't disagree with it. And the Rockets have had Russ for a year. And for less mm-hmm. than a year, they had him. And they're like, oh, okay. We know how to play with Russ now. And they completely reshaped their roster to play with Russ. Like, yeah. just like that. It's like, oh, you can do this. Yeah. Wow. Uh, something else that happened last night is the NBA draft lottery, which just is one of the more exciting nights for just for me personally. 
Uh, <laughs> I love the NBA draft. Uh, we saw, ooh, it was a tasty one. I'll tell you that, Tayshawn. It was a great one. You had the Minnesota Timberwolves moving up to grab the number one spot, which is very exciting. Uh, Golden State moved down one. And then, this is where it got crazy. Cleveland moved down three spots after wow. just, a, just a wretched year of basketball. Oh, no. Charlotte moved up five spots. Chicago moved up three spots. Detroit. <laughs> Did you see the <laughs> feed for Detroit? <laughs> It's so funny. I can't remember. Somebody actually put it out on Twitter, too, which is just, it's hilarious. But um, the Detroit GM, who was, oh, gosh, I can't even think of his of his name. He was the assistant GM for the Thunder. Um, but they got to him, and they, they said Detroit Pistons picking at seven, and he's just, like, deadpan for, like, a second. And then, like, he realizes that he's on screen, and he just, like, <laughs> gives, like, this, like, fake smile. Just like, it's like, oh, no. Um, and then New York moved down two spots as well. Classic. I see here that, uh, on the street column, Detroit ended the season with a five game loss. True. That's great. Which is great. They're really running. They're really gunning for that, uh, better pick. (laughs) Here you go. Seven, seven in a weird draft. (laughs) Yeah, man. Today's show is sponsored by Artifact. Artifact sets you up with one of their professional interviewers to capture stories about important people or things in your life. Think about it like an, a podcast episode about whatever you want. With Artifact, you can capture family history with parents and grandparents, talk about friends and family as a birthday, wedding, or anniversary gift, both about how they've made a difference in your life, and share some hilarious stories. And so I would like to share my Artifact with you. Artifact interviewed me about my kidney donation to my father-in-law. I chose that just because it's something that is important to me and my family, and I would like to have that story passed on to my kids and to their kids and uh, just be a a story that uh, is told. And, you know, sometimes you you lose a little bit of information here and there on stories as they get passed down, and so it's nice to have it kind of frozen in time there. If you want to hear my Artifact you can go to heyartifact.com slash creations slash Andrew dash select dash one. That again, that's heyartifact.com slash creations slash Andrew dash select dash one to hear my artifact that was created. You also can get an artifact made for you or for your family members or for a friend. And when you're ready to make your own, you can use the code DUNK to get $40 off your first one. That's heyartifact.com and use the code DUNK for $40 off. It's going to be super interesting because you have these two teams at the top that are not your conventional number one, number two picks because Minnesota, obviously they need a lot more talent than they have now, but they've already got a guy and they've got a second guy in D'Angelo Russell. And so are they just going to add one of these guys to their roster? Uh, I don't know. Is Golden State, I mean, who's Golden State going to pick that you feel good about them playing next year for them? Uh, To me, the guys at the top, like Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo, Killian Hayes, man, like I I don't know that I'd play any of those guys right away. Those guys are all under 20 years old, every single one of them. 
I don't know if they're ready to play with the Warriors yet. Uh, Akong was also under 20, but I really like him, and I think that he could be a little bit more ready to play because his body's a little bit more ready than these other guys. Uh, but there's just not the, – the only guy that is like – Within like an age range where you would say, okay, they need they need to play now is Obi Toppin, who's twenty almost twenty three, but all these other guys are super young, and so you just have to wonder: are they going to try to deal this, or are they are they gonna draft a James Wiseman and just feel like they can develop him? Uh, and then like, what does Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green think about that? Because I I don't know that James Wiseman's ready to contribute right away. So, uh, pretty interesting top of the draft. I feel like these th- those picks in particular could be up for grabs. And then you just also wonder about the Knicks, who have been rumored to be interested in Chris Paul. Would they be willing to include? I mean, the sixth pick if you get up there and you can get an Akongwu or Isaac Okoro or a Killian Hayes drops to you like this. That's way more attractive to me than like drafting like Devin Vassell is really he's super good but that's not a guy that you're bringing into New York to be like your savior uh Tyrese Halliburton really solid solid player not that guy either uh Obi Toppin to me not that guy so I just wonder if that if they're more if they'd be more willing to deal that pick in a in a trade for Chris Paul so just something to keep an eye on I don't know that they would but uh, they ought, to me, they should not, but I, you just wonder about the Knicks and their desperation, and also uh, you have uh, Sam Presti, who is obviously a great negotiator. So to me, it became a little bit more interesting than falling two spots because that still is a, a destination that I think is uh, probable for, for Chris Paul after this is all over. Hey, cut to the chase, man. How do we get the balls in OKC? How do we get OKC balls? LaMelo? Dude, I would be so jacked if we got LaMelo. Wouldn't that LaMelo. be tight? <laughs> I'd be, I would be so excited, honestly. I'd be so pumped if they could get him. I don't think they can get up that, that high. I mean, Charlotte better not. If they can get... I mean, this Tankathon has this mock draft of Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo. If they can get LaMelo, I mean, you better not trade that pick. I don't know that Lamelo yeah. will be a star, but he has a chance to be one. And Charlotte needs somebody with some juice, you know, just somebody. Yeah, he right. seems like better than Lonzo already. Yeah. I, at least Lonzo at that age, you know. Yeah, he's a, he's a much different player. I mean, he's an ISO yeah. type scorer, great passer. He's got really That's good size. About. Really oh, yeah. like him. I really like him. So pretty interesting stuff. Pretty interesting. Six stuff. seven. Yeah, he's huge. He's big. Oh he's my over. god, he's yeah. so tall. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what you could play him with SGA. They're just oh. your guards. Like you got some and the Dort, some, some big guards and Dort. Yeah, I mean, why not? So, anyways, that's cool. uh, pretty pretty cool. Let's go to some Twitter questions. Let's go. Uh, let's go find these real quick. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> Can you hear your wife? Wow, in the background. Guys, she's. Up, I know guys we've we've had a little bit of a cold in the house oh, over over in the no. Dickerson household. I, I guess I. I mean, dude, I haven't been sick in like three years. My baby's sick. My wife is sick. I'm knocking on wood. Welcome to fatherhood. 
Uh, let's see. This is from at Alec Tobek in Z. What is your guys' quick fix solution to get a W in game three? Dort was a huge help, and Shea was great. I reckon CP3 running some pick and rolls with Big Steve would really make a difference. What are your thoughts? No. The, they've been trying to get pick and roll to work, and it just gets blown up immediately every time. They don't. I don't think that the pick and roll with Steve is going to work, and I think we've tried the Steve advantage thing, and it just doesn't give OKC an advantage like they thought. I mean, the Rockets are throwing three guys at him every time, or on a pick and roll, they're rushing up and crowding Steve, and and then a third guy's coming over and helping off of Steve trying to to run down the lane and so i just don't think that's going to work and i don't think posting up steve does anything for us so going back to what you were saying and mckelly suggested i think we got to go you got to go gallo at the five and you got to try to match them on size because you tried to not match them on size and it doesn't it they have the advantage yeah i mean you just too fast yeah no you, you you're not you don't have what big guy do the Thunder have that's going to punish them? Steven has proven that he's not going to punish them for going small. Mm-hmm. So who's who's going to punish them for going small? Nobody. Nerlens. Nerlens, who can't catch anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I think you have to go with your best players, and you're going to have to play small with Gallo at the five and basically Dort at the power forward, Right. Yeah. I mean that's I think so. That's about to me that's the your best shot at making this work. And you're going to have to limit the amount of threes. They can't not take 56 threes in a game. You have to try to limit that. You have to. And the rim protection hasn't been good enough to warrant keeping a big out there. Yeah. They're not stopping guys at the rim either. Mhm. So to me it's yeah. you're going to have to try to go small. And also, you just have to bring constant energy. You can't have these energy letdowns that you can visibly see. And some of that could be... Oh, hello. You're live on on Twitter right now. (laughs) Um, Some of that could be... I don't even know what I was saying. Do you know what I was saying? You said some of that could be... I said that twice. Is your baby feeling better? (laughs) <laughs> yes she's getting a little better it was just a little bit of snot a little baby snot just a little baby snot he oh, said that's so, so sad, though. yeah i've been sucking it out with my mouth through a little frida yes. frida baby oh, frida yeah andrew's yeah. really really good at that. i am good at it you're good at sucking out snot yeah man yeah wow it, i've noticed it's all about the angle because yeah. you don't want to go straight up you actually have to point it a little bit down yeah and it's got to it's got to create kind of a sucking vortex. It's true. It's true. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. Sure, the regular season is fun and all, but only one thing can compare to the excitement of playoffs, and that is DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Both basketball and hockey have entered their respective playoffs, and DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action. With millions of prizes throughout the week, there's no better way to make it rain. Start playing for free with your first deposit today. If you haven't tried it yet, daily fantasy sports are easy to play. Just draft your players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points based off your players' performance. There's no better way to put your sports knowledge to the test than to compete for millions of dollars in prizes throughout the week. But if daily fantasy isn't for you, DraftKings just launched Best Ball Contest for football season. 
If you aren't familiar with Best Ball, simply head to the app now and check it out. Download the DraftKings app and use the promo code RUN, that's R-U-N, to play free with your first deposit today. Compete for millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week. That's promo code RUN to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes all week long, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, Thunder have got to just be better, and they've got to play their good guys, and they've got to use the guys that they use on offense all year. They have to continue to go back to them. They have to continue to go back to them. Also, try Baisley at five a little bit. Oh, yeah. Also, Chris Paul, just learn how to pass the ball (laughs) again, please. Chris Paul, also don't be bad, because the truth is if Chris Paul's not bad in that game, they win. Yeah, and that's just the end. You can even have those shooter mistakes, and yeah. and still and still get there. Uh, this is from at Lands Dalius. Was this worth losing our pick to Philly? Are we sure that Billy is the right coach to lead the rebuild, or should we hold out until the tank is over to find a playoff caliber coach? What do you think? Was it worth it, Andrew? I mean, worth. I mean, it's just, it just is, man. I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't. It's very Buddhist of you. I can't go back and question all of that. I, th- this pick is not worth. There's going to be picks, certainly. There are going to be picks coming up that we can freak out about. Okay, we're gonna have plenty of time to do that. The twenty-first pick in this draft, or the twentieth pick in this draft, is not to me is not one to freak out about. So I'm not freaking out about it question about billy donovan man and i there's more a lot more billy questions in here there's one that that i thought was actually pretty good um but is he the right coach i i kind of lean toward that that he's not going to be around Mm. when they start this rebuild is where I lean currently. And it hasn't and I would have leaned that way before the playoffs started as well. So this is not I was just gonna right. ask, because is that a feeling because th- for me it's been I hadn't really considered it until these last two games and I was like, man, this is kind of weird. Yeah, to me it wasn't it was something that I had thought before. I don't it's it's I, I don't know that he's the guy because if he was your guy, you try to lock him up. Right. Yeah. And if Billy wants to be here, you get something done. Uh at Michael Doty also wants to know with the game two loss, where's Billy Donovan stuck with his struggling bench during crucial fourth quarter stretch that essentially won Houston the game. Could that sway Presti's decision on whether or not Billy gets another contract with OKC? I would say that these games in particular are not going to sway Sam one way or another. Sam is not a reactionary guy. I think that he needs a large sample to see if he likes Billy or doesn't like Billy, he's got a large enough sample size to see what he wants. And to me, not giving an extension or there not being chatter of an extension is, is word enough on Billy. Ooh, you heard it here first. Andrew's got the inside info. I mean, I'm just, I'm just reading the tea leaves. <laughs> I don't have inside info. I'm just reading Read the tea, the tea leaves. leaves. <laughs> and JPOSU. This is, this is good. Did Billy Donovan just get lucky with adjustments in the 2016 playoffs? Ever since, it seems like he's been badly outcoached in every series and way too slow to make adjustments. Yeah, I always think of that series with Oladipo. I always go back to it every time. Yeah. 
I know. You remember that? Oh, I remember. When, uh, and that was the first time I was like, hmm, that was kind of strange. And then every obvious. single year, sure enough, it's the same thing. I don't get why he thinks they're okay. It feels like they just accept that they're going to lose a couple games. But if you just sacrifice those first two games in the front, then you can win the rest. Yeah. But that it hasn't been working out that way. I tweeted yesterday as a joke, second feel out game. Because it really, it was like, what were you guys feeling out the first game? Because I see, now, I did see that the offense was a little better. But to me, that was just coming from SGA being more confident, Schroeder being a little bit more confident before he messed it all up. I mean, to me, that was just guys being more comfortable. The game plan didn't really seem to shift. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping for more of a shift in this <laughs> game too as well. From the first feel-out game, let's go ahead and sacrifice this, yeah, and then move on. You don't like to have it. You don't even want to have one feel-out game. I think you could have felt out the first quarter and been like, "Oh, okay." Um, but no, they have to feel out the whole game, and then it felt like a second feel-out game. To be honest, it was just not yeah. great. Uh, in P Oats ninety-eight. Says, is Billy watching Pelicans tape? Looking forward to his next job. <laughs> he is an interesting coach to be the Pelicans coach. Yeah, I. I mean, he's a great developmental coach, which is why I think that you may want, maybe you would want to keep him for a rebuild. And is, does he mm-hmm. want to be that? I don't know. Uh, but the playoff adjustment stuff is becoming a trend. Uh, because I I kind of agree with the the previous question that twenty it's been since twenty sixteen that we've seen these like great playoff adjustments happen. And we we didn't really see it last year with the Blazers. We didn't see it the year before with Utah. We had just way too much Samaj Christian for any playoff any playoff game should ever see the year prior. And he happened to have a, an extremely talented roster in 2016 that had Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, a really good version of Steven Adams. You had a good version of Deion Waiters. You had a great version of Andre Robertson. Maybe it was just that he had a really good team. <laughs> Could that yeah. have possibly been the case? Yeah. And, you know, that he's had, there's been some struggles, certainly. Like you have Andre go out and you have less options. Like we, we get that. Um, but still, like right now, like it feels none of us are smarter or know more about basketball than Billy Donovan. Like none of us. That just it is just not true, and it could not be true. He is one of thirty NBA head coaches, and he makes millions of dollars every year to coach a basketball team. So I don't think that any of us are smarter or know more than Billy Donovan. But sometimes it sure feels like it. Right, it feels like the adjustments that need to be made. We say it a game ahead of time, and then he does it a game later or a quarter too late. <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, we, yep." It was, it was, it was that way with Hami, where it was like before the series started, everybody. I, I'm not the only one that was saying it. Lots of people are saying, "Why are we playing Hamadou? Di- we shouldn't be playing Hamadou Diallo." And then he plays him. And then in game two, he plays him for three minutes, and he's like, oh, probably shouldn't do that. Doesn't play him again the rest of the game. What? What? What if he was like, 
oh, what if it was three minutes and he didn't realize that he subbed Tommy in? He was like, oh, crap. I've, I didn't even realize he went in. How do you get in there? He just snuck right in there. Get on out of here, Tommy. You're not playing. Oh, man, I know. It's, uh, it's, just, a, it's just a weird time. Uh, Eppin Elephant King wants to know, should we go full Denver and start Baisley, Adams, Noel, Muscala, and Hervey? They'll never <laughs> expect it. See, see how they like playing against an unconventional lineup and flip the script. Hmm. You know, this reminds me of I've been watching the Portland and Laker games. Mm-hmm. And the first one in that Portland game, you think, oh, man, the Lakers just play too big. They're not going to be able to, to keep up with the shooting. And then the second game, the difference is three point shooting and the Lakers figuring out that their big men can do a little bit more than just run and try to get rebounds. And uh, it's just so interesting. I'm looking at all these other games and, you know, we're going into this Houston OKC series saying it's going to be chaotic. And I was thinking the chaotic part would just be Russ not playing or Russ playing and all the emotions of it all. But actually it's basketball gameplay. (laughs) Actually it's what the, the product is, is just chaos. Because go watch the games act before and after the game tomorrow and then watch ours and you're like, oh my God, is this even basketball? Yeah. It feels so different than what the uh, all the other games look like and feel like. And yeah. it's driving me, maybe that's what it is. It's just, we're all going insane because it's chaos and all it does is, uh, you know, harbor anxiety. <laughs> I know. At Michael Clampett. Uh, petition to now refer to silver linings as the cinnamon toast crunch sprinkle topping. Uh, SGA and Dort playing like stars would definitely are definitely was definitely the cinnamon toast crunch sprinkle topping on that raisin brand of a game. Uh, I don't understand this. You haven't seen this a lot, so a lot of people have been sending me this on Twitter, which I very much appreciate. So they're selling just like the cinnamon sugar mix. From Cinnamon Toast Crunch that you can buy as like a ah. seasoning. So you can sprinkle it on whatever. Like you can sprinkle it on your beef. toast. <laughs> beef. Uh, maybe on a little vanilla ice cream. Uh, whatever. Maybe on a little bit of lobster, some seafood chowder. Yeah. I mean, just honest. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I I think it's a great idea, number one. And, and two, I mean, Dort playing the way that he played against James Harden. Because I really thought that the t- there's going to be some tests here. And one of the tests was going to be Andre Robertson and how does he defend. Because he looks mm-hmm. okay in these these other games where he's defending guys that just weren't very good. Uh, it turns out that he's not who he was, right? Like not, right. what is he, like 60% of what he was, which can't guard James Harden. We figured that out very quickly. And so, but we also figured out very quickly that Lou Dort's a guy that can guard James Harden. Even after yeah. coming off that knee injury, I mean, he's he was very good against James, mm-hmm. and so if he can play thirty five minutes in the next game, and you can match Harden minute for minute, and then you just freaking cover the shooters, then I think you can get there. I think you can win a game. I think you can win Saturday, and I think Lou Dort's a huge part of that. And it was kind of Big- a, kind of joking, saying like, "Oh, well, you know, I don't know if Thunder can win without Lou Dort." That's a legitimate thing now. I don't know that the Thunder can beat them without Lou Dort. I honestly don't know that they could. 
it's he just fills this gap that OKC so obviously has against a team like Houston that I don't think we would see if we played any other team. Yeah. You know, any other team in the West, I just think you can figure it out. And Chris Paul is much more valuable just because everyone else plays a little bit more traditionally. And Houston's a freaking they're just a a demon team from hell. (laughs) But Dort is Dort was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And he missed he missed all of his threes in the first half. Yeah. And then kept shooting him. And I really like that. He is a guy. He does not lose his confidence. No. And he is so strong, dude. I think that he's so fast and so strong. And that's the kind of guy you have to have against James Harden, who's stronger than anyone that's his size. Mm-hmm. And he seems to have met his physical match with Ludor a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there were so many minutes with Harden off the court that you were saying we need to cover shooters, and I totally agree. But there were large minutes, like five to six minutes, where Houston was missing everything. I mm-hmm. think they missed 13 straight shots. Yeah. And OKC came down and was like setting something up and then taking a weird three, you know, or like getting it to the wrong guy. And it really felt like, no, these are the times you really, you got to step on their neck. If they miss five in a row, you better be scoring on the other end yeah. because they're not going to keep missing. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, there were five after that stretch. You're like, man, they should be up 15. They had to be. That's yeah. the only way you're going to beat them if they're going to shoot 56 threes. Yeah. <laughs> and if they're going to make 20 of them, which they have made 20 threes in the last two games, like each, you're just not going to beat them. You're just not. So you need them to, yeah. you need them to make 12 threes if you're going to beat them. Uh, Brandon Land underscore wants to know our pick slid pretty far back in the draft. Who do you think the Thunder will target in the mid 20s? So let's go back to tankathon.com. Hello. Who has a mock draft? Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting guys, certainly, in this area. Um, like a Josh Green. I don't know that he'll slide that far. Um, Brandon suggested RJ Hampton. I'm not a huge RJ Hampton guy, but he's going a little bit. He'll go closer to the lottery than he will. There's always a guy named RJ Hampton in the draft. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't there? I feel like he's been in every, every single draft I've paid attention to. (laughs) Um, Isaiah Stewart's kind of interesting, but he's more of a throwback guy. So I don't know that he's a guy that you'd want to rely on Cole Anthony. I mean, if Cole Anthony fell to the thunder, I don't like Cole Anthony, but he would be a a huge upside (laughs) swing. Uh, Trey Jones is interesting out of Duke. Um, But yeah, there's some guys, there's some guys in this range that I think can be players. Um, Patrick, I'm a big Patrick Williams guy, but he he may be a guy on the rise as well. Sadiq big Bay, man. Pat Willie, man, Sadiq Bay, who was in the 20s, even just a few weeks ago, like he's up to 13, which is just it's very very disappointing mm. because he was to me like he's uh, he's one of the guys in the draft that I would be targeting. I'm I'm a big Sadiq Bay guy. I think that guy's awesome. Everyone, the last people Andrew felt this way about their names were Derek White. And OG Ananobi. That's true. And look at where they are now. Man, if, I mean, if the Thunder had OG, they have, they're have they missing an OG type of guy right now. Dude, I mean, Derek White has turned into maybe their best player. Derek White's that very good. In the that was, I mean, that was really my guy. I, just, yeah. I didn't think that OG would be there. 
I yeah. really didn't. And he was there, and they were both there. And still, we take Terrence Ferguson, who didn't play, by the way, in game two. Didn't touch the court. Uh, he was good, enough, good enough to get on the court. Um, but yeah, there's some guys. I'm I'm less enthralled. If if these guys rise, like if Patrick Williams, Sadiq Bay, Josh Green, if those guys are all rising, because they were more in the 20s a few weeks ago. If all those guys rise, I'm, I'm less enthusiastic about even the 20th pick. Mm. Um, but we'll see. Still a process that that we'll get to. Um, I think we're gonna cut cut this short right now because I've got um, okay. some other things I've got going today. Uh, make sure you're following Taylor on Twitter at Taylor's. Is it Taylor Taylor's Two Cents? I don't know, man. You keep banning me from our Twitter accounts. I don't I don't know which Twitter account I'm on right now. Well, I'll make sure to ban this one and, and get you a uh, Twitter <laughs> handle I can remember. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Select. Follow our podcast at down to dunk leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts if you've got some time it's a very simple process it takes you maybe 30 seconds and if you listen to our content on a weekly basis it would mean a lot to us if you would take the time to do that um we got we got one from luke so you can go check that out <laughs> if you like and leave us a review please check that one out check it yeah you should go purple podcast app search down to dunk Go to the reviews and you can take a look. And also, just he hit did book. not. He did not tell us he was leaving a review. Andrew stumbled upon it. Yeah, I'm telling you, I look at all the reviews. So if you if you have the time to do it, uh, do it. Oh, we got somebody. So we're we're on Periscope right now um, through a, an app called Streamyard. And so if you want to join us, I'm going to try to do this a little bit more. Maybe have some non podcast, um, just some chats with this uh it's kind of a kind of a cool feature so we'll use this some moving forward um there's somebody from tel aviv on the on the twitters watching us wow hello pretty cool uh hope you guys have a great weekend watch the thunder on saturday hope they hopefully they can get a win um and if not just remember sga darius Baisley, 15 first round picks and we weren't even supposed to be here